Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknet. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, Beast Slayers. In today's episode, I will again be answering a few questions from a recent Clinic Chat Live discussion. They are, can taking a daily baby aspirin cause rebound? Uh, Second one is, is a mostly carnivore diet okay on the Migraine Miracle Program? And three, will cashew milk break a fast? Again, these are all questions from a recent clinic chat live session that we had for our Migraine Everland members. Uh, We do these regularly over Zoom. And if you're interested in taking part in these live sessions, as well as being able to submit questions of your own, then you can learn more about becoming a member uh, by going to mymigrainemiracle.com. Along with being able to attend all of these clinic chat live sessions and watch the replay videos of prior ones, there's a whole host of other resources we've been creating over the past decade for helping you to put the Migraine Miracle program into action to slay the beast once and for all. Speaking of using Migraine Everland to slay the beast once and for all, today's success comes from Linda, who says she's in phase four now, 38 days in a row, migraine-free. So grateful for this program. Thank you, Linda, for sharing that. And also, I'm going to read a recent podcast review. Uh, We so appreciate our podcast listeners, especially anyone who takes the time to leave a review and We will be reading out new ones here on the podcast. This latest one comes from the handle Ichablog Crane, who says, It's impossible to put into words how thankful I am for this show. Well, thank you so much, Ichablog, for sharing that. Um, Lastly, a few things that are mentioned in this episode. First is the Nutrients for Migraineurs Workshop. Uh, so that is a workshop that I did a few months ago in, for uh, Migraine Everland members, and the replay of that is available in the Migraine Everland virtual classroom. Again, the title is Nutrients for uh, Migraine Protection, and it covers all of the essential nutrients um, that uh, those with migraines should be particularly uh, mindful of and where to find those in the diet. Other things mentioned that you'll find links to in the show notes are the Future Migraine Risk Score uh, podcast. So that was a podcast where I talked about um, the concept of the Future Migraine Risk Score, uh, which reflects um, the likelihood of any migraine abortive uh, medication to um, raise the risk of a future migraine. Um, so there's a, there'll be a link to that podcast episode as well as um, a download related to that. And then also, if you want to check out our latest promotion for podcast listeners, head to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. You'll also find that link in the show notes. All right, and now without further delay, here is the excerpt from our recent clinic chat live. Is a mostly carnivore diet okay on the migraine miracle plan so a while back it's probably a few years ago in a clinic chat i mentioned i don't quite know how this came up but i said if i if i had all the power in the world what i would do to try to end migraines once or for all and i said i'd 
put everyone who had chronic migraines into a hospital or a nutrition ward of some kind and first, you know, detox from the abortives and then, and, and at the same time have them fast for, you know, anywhere from three, three days to maybe 14 days. And then after that fast, start them on uh, a carnivore diet. And by that, I mean, carnivore meaning, you know, meat only, um, or animal foods only. And the advantage of that approach is that it removes any of the potentially problematic foods from the diet, specifically with respect to their impact on the gut. So uh, as I've talked about, there's lots of evidence that there is a tight linkage between gut uh, inflammation, uh, increases in gut permeability, likely disruptions in the gut uh, microbiota, and migraines. Uh, and the primary culprits for that in the, uh, in the gut, is, at least with respect to diet, are going to be processed foods and various plant-derived compounds like lectins and so forth. Um, and so this kind of protocol of you know removing the abortives, fasting, and then a return to uh, the diet with uh, just carnivore initially would kind of be a whole reset for the brain, the body, and the gut. So it would allow the brain to heal from the abortives, allow the gut to heal from any problematic compounds, you know, first through just fasting, and then by introducing the safest foods possible from the standpoint of gut health. Interestingly, this was the protocol, that was essentially the protocol that was used um, early in the 20th century for children who were having intractable seizures. So they would, and this was to essentially to get them onto the ketogenic diet, but they'd first admit them to the hospital and have them fast, and then they would start a ketogenic diet, um, which again would be fairly low in uh, plant foods. And you know, our our recommendations these days for phase one uh, are definitely more limited in terms of uh, what plant foods to include. But you know, I can I certainly consider eliminating all of them as a viable option, especially for those who, who have any sort of digestive issues. Um, we, we know now that people can clearly thrive on a carnivore diet for extended periods of time with the caveat that I think it's important to ensure that you're eating nose to tail. Um, and if you aren't, then to supplement accordingly. And uh, if you want to know more about what uh, supplements to consider in that uh, regard, um, you can check out the uh, clinic chat we did recently on the key nutrients for migraine protection. I'm also going to be doing a uh, clinic chat uh, that will be dedicated in part to talking about the carnivore diet and other types of kind of special diets. Is taking a daily baby aspirin as a pre preventative for non-migraine issues problematic? for the plan. So the um, quick answer to that is no. The um, main concern there would obviously be the potential for it to contribute to rebound since it is an uh, analgesic. But at this point, there isn't really any reason to think that uh, it does so. And that's because of the dose. So baby aspirin, we're talking about um, 81 milligrams whereas your therapeutic dose is usually going to be between somewhere in the 325 to 500 milligrams range and oftentimes you're taking two 
So the, the good news there is that the baby aspirin uh, doesn't seem to be, the dosage there doesn't seem to be enough to impact pain pathways, which is part of why it's not especially uh, effective as a pain reliever, unless you're a baby. Um, and, um, but it does, it is effective at reducing the risk of heart attacks and strokes, in particular in those who have had a previous one. And that's based on its ability to uh, impact the stickiness of platelets, which are the factors in blood that, that start um, the clotting process. Um, so uh, good for preventing uh, heart attacks and strokes, but not good for, doesn't with little impact on pain pathways. And so uh, for those reasons, it doesn't, that, that's likely why I, I, don't, I don't, haven't had any um, people have issues with that as a, um, as, as uh, a cause of rebound. All right, next question. Does cashew cream in my coffee break my fast? Um, so it's homemade. The ingredients are cashews, water, and vanilla. Um, so we've talked about before with um, breaking fasts that uh, there are a couple of different ways to think about it. Uh, and what we're, in this context, what we're mainly uh, trying to do is prevent the um, se secretion of insulin. That's kind of our the metric for when the fast is broken. There are other kinds of fasts where you have more things that you're trying to sort of um, more physiological uh, effects that you're trying to promote, and and the, and the things that might break that sort of fast will be will be different than, the, than if you're just talking about the things that will impact insulin secretion. So there, you're mainly thinking about carbohydrate content. content. Nut milks typically do have a little bit of carbohydrate. I would imagine cashew milk would be on the higher side since it's one of the sweetest, uh, actually not even technically a nut, right? But it's um, it's in the legume family. You taste the sweetness in it. In that amount, it, you know, it may not be a huge amount, but it could be enough to promote uh, insulin secretion and, and so effectively uh, break the fast. So the you know cream or heavy cream that's made from uh, milk, which is what um, what I use, is going to be just fat. It's not going to have an imp impact on uh, insulin uh, release, which is why that's what we generally recommend. If you really wanted to know, probably the best thing to do, you can't really uh, measure insulin on your own. There aren't any commercially available uh, things for home use, but you could test your blood sugar. Um, so right before you had it, and then about 45 minutes after to see if there was an increase. Um, which would give you a pretty good idea whether or not that's having an impact on um, insulin secretion. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Miracle Moment. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player of choice. And if you know any fellow migraine sufferers, please feel free to share it with them as well. And now it's time to go out and slay the beast. Mm -hmm.